Playoffs? Playoffs? I should have done that. I'm talking about playoffs. Sandball Podcast Network. Thanks for stopping by for the final regular season podcast of the 2017-2018 NBA season. This, of course, is Whitlock and the Vaughn, a fantasy basketball podcast presented by Fanball. Y'all know I'm Aaron Whitlock. Across from me, fully geared up for a playoff run, John Kleber Vaughn. <laughs> He's ready to go, folks. Uh, we've had a lot of fun bringing you these episodes for the past six months or so. Hope we've helped uh, put a little cash in your pocket, claim some great pl- uh, prizes on Fanball. Not getting rid of us yet, though. We'll be here all postseason offering up some advice. If you're uh, if you're looking for a little insight on uh, Monday's games, go over to fanball.com. You can listen to episode 23 of Whitlock and the Vaughn. We got you covered. Or you can check out uh, Evan Bletz's daily article. Uh, still got about an hour to get lineups in tonight. Got some interesting stuff going on. Uh, but for right now, we're getting into the final two days of the, uh, the NBA regular season. Let's do it. Tuesday. My stud, my final stud of the regular season Ooh. is going to be John Wall of the struggling Washington <laughs> Wizards. Checking in at $9,400, going up against the Boston Celtics. This is a potential first-round playoff matchup, depending on how things shake out here the last couple games. Uh, as I'm sure you remember, these two teams went to Game 7 in the semifinals last year. Uh, not a lot of love lost between these two squads. No, no. Kind of become that a nice was a whole, rivalry. Uh, there wasn't that the whole thing where the Wizards wore black during the all regular, black season, to the regular yeah. season? Yeah, yeah, like they're <laughs> coming funeral. to a funeral. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, Wall's going to be coming off four days rest in this one. Uh, he yeah. sat out Sunday against the Hawks. Uh, even though Washington is obviously they're already in the playoffs, I do think they take this game seriously just because of how poorly they've been playing. Um, yeah, they need to get some positive momentum heading into the playoffs for sure. Absolutely, losers of eight of their last ten games. Obviously, uh, Scott Brooks has said the team is playing selfishly. Some of the players themselves have said they're playing selfishly. Um, but John mm. Wall has dished out double-digit assists in uh, each of his last three games he's been on the court, um, including his last performance where he had 14 assists against the Cavaliers, put up 62 fanball points in an impressive performance until the last couple minutes. Um, Wall's only other game against the Celtics this season, he had 14 assists in that game as well, scored 52 fanball points. That's good because we're looking for 51 to hit five uh, and a half times his value. That's very encouraging, like John Wall in this one. My dud going to be Benjamin Simmons. Mm. Uh, he's at 11-7. We're wow. looking for 58 fan ball points. I know, he is way up there. Yeah, he is. Had him the past week in 3v3. Here are the results. 43 fan ball points, 36 fan ball points, a whopping 81 fan ball points. That's Cavs game. And then back down to 48. Um he only, obviously, you can tell there, only hit the value as one game, and that was the incredibly important Cavs game, which won. That mon- was a high-scoring affair. My monumental God. importance, and yes, it was 133-132? to 132? E- No, 133-131. to 131. 133 LeBron to missed the second free throw right. and then missed the third on purpose. Incredibly high-scoring game. Um, the other matchups against the Nets, Pistons, Mavs, not so nice. Um, and in yeah. those games, he only averaged 29 minutes per game, far less than he played. I think he played 37 against the Cavs. Yeah. Um, and I think you're going to see a similar uh, similar pattern here against the Hawks. He did have a triple-double against them at the end of March, scoring 56 fan ball points, which was impressive. But I think Brett Brown, if at all possible, is going to try and get some rest for a star point guard, get ready for the playoffs in a matchup that, that should be very winnable. Uh, staying in that matchup, some quick hitters. J.K.'s boy, Ursan Ilyasova. Oh, yeah. boy, was he good last week. Uh, 30 fan ball points in every game and four games. Uh Hit at least six and a half times his value in every game. Average 35 per contest. You got to love that. 
Uh, in the last game against his former team, the Hawks, he pulled down 16 rebounds, scored 21 points, collected 50 fan ball points. Keep rolling on that hot streak. Uh, Damian Lee, <laughs> name you. Yeah, I've kind of noticed him on the box scores for Atlanta. He's been playing really well. That's right. Been creeping up in there. He's he has. Only 4,000, but averaging 28 fan ball points over his last four games. Uh, similarly, averaging 28 minutes per game, so about a fan ball point per minute. Guy like that. He scored 30 fan ball points the last time these two uh, teams faced off, as I talked about just a couple minutes ago, at the end of March. Uh, staying in this matchup, I, I like this one. Uh, Dwayne Dedman, 5,500. Uh, 76ers without Embiid. Last five games, they ranked 27th in fan ball points allowed to centers. Last time these teams played, 15 rebounds for Dedman on his way to 37 fan ball points. Uh, moving away, we got Tyler Eulis, uh closing out the season in the starting lineup for the Suns at $4,500. Uh, going against the Mavs and just a total, totally ugly uh, game. But he scored at least 29 fan ball points in seven straight outings, Ulyss has, averaging 35 per game. The Mavs, of course, ranked 24th in fan ball points allowed to point guards. Uh, so long as Peyton stays out, which I think he will, uh, Ulyss, great value. He's been fantastic. Uh, let's see, another uh, <laughs> another newcomer here, Daniel House Jr. Ooh. Who? Wow, I know. Yeah, cousin of uh, former NBA player Eddie House. Ooh, I love Eddie House. Double zero. Yeah, Yeah. hell yeah. He's a good player. Fun fact: uh, just got called up from the G League. Uh, He's played his last five games with the Suns. We're getting desperate as hell. Oh, (laughs) you you know, especially the Suns. They've been uh, they've been sitting Warren Booker and Peyton. They finally now on Sunday they pulled Jackson out too. I Uh, saw that. Yeah, Bender had a double double for the first time. So. I have to imagine this is, I believe, the Suns' last game of the year here on Tuesday. Yeah, it is. They've already clinched the worst record in the league. They're gonna, they'll have the best odds at the number one yeah. pick. Could get a hometown. Well, I should say uh, DeAndre Aiden, Arizona. I guess that's University. right. He's from Bahamas, but could uh, local could be boy, sticking around. Yeah. Uh, but House has been pretty good. He's had performances of twenty nine and thirty two fan ball points, uh, way way above value at his minuscule cost. And then he scored thirty eight fan ball points on Sunday against the Warriors with Josh Jackson out. So. As long as those four guys continue to sit, House should be uh, should be money against the Mavs. Um, staying in that matchup, Dwight Powell at forty eight hundred. Let's get a big man in here, another yeah. center. Uh, Harrison Barnes and Salah Mahiri already been ruled out of this one. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. and Dougie McBuckets are questionable. Uh, that could lead to a little more usage coming Powell's way. He's fresh off a thirty seven fan ball point performance against Philly on Sunday. Um, played 35 minutes in that game, and that's going to be the key. He's got to get above 30 minutes. Minutes or money uh, in uh, in daily fantasy, as you know. In the eight games that he's played over 30 minutes, he's averaging 29.5 fan ball points. That's good for six times his and they, value. He may be the only big guy they have because they have no Noel suspended, suspended still, and Dirk had the ankle surgery. He's done. Harrison Barnes, I know he's not really a big. He's a three, but... He's out. He may be uh, the, the only out. guy they have above 6'6". Six, six Seriously. On the, the rebound. <laughs> <laughs> this point in the game, the Mavericks may only have Dwight Powell as the only guy above 6'6". Six, six. He's going to play 40 minutes. <laughs> they have no other big men. Oh, goodness. Uh, Marcus Morris at Sean Bradley still out there? <laughs> Sean, we Sean. need you for one game. <laughs> Get on the plane. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, Marcus Morris checking in at $5,000 going up against the, uh, the Wiz. Um, you'll want to keep an eye on this one. He did miss Sunday's game against the Hawks, and the Celtics are obviously a candidate to rest guys on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, Morris has scored 20 points in six of his last 10 games, 20 or more points, excuse me, in six of his last 10. He's averaging 30 fan ball points over that stretch. He scored 47 fan ball points in an incredible double OT game the last time these two teams met. 
Um, and before that, though, the, the previous matchup, he hit five and a half times his value right on the nose, scoring 27 fan ball points against the uh, the Wiz. So like him in that one. My big gun here, this is going to be a weird day. I think you're going to have a hard time uh, possibly using all of your salary on this one. Uh, I'm looking at James Harden at 12,100 going against the Lakers. Uh, Rockets, as long as they keep rolling out their starters, I, I'm going to keep telling you to go with James Harden. Um, at the absolute max on Tuesday, we're going to have eight, eight players priced above 9,000. Um, like I said, I, and, and some of the, you know, KD, I, he hasn't been great recently. No, He'll be he playing the jazz last, last game for them. He had 17 points. Yep. Playing the jazz on Tuesday, which is a tough matchup. Um, you're looking at Kemba, who's been brutal recently. Dwight was, boy, I was on about my Dwight prediction on the last show, but not the reason I thought. Miles Turner played seven minutes and had a goose egg. He was terrible. Demontis Zabonis came in, was great. Yeah, he had th- uh, what did he? Thirty have? points. Thirty points. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. I Ooh. and, and I, that's I, we're gonna touch on Miles Turner. A little they're bit playing later. again on Tuesday, Charlotte and Indy, and I, I've got nobody from them from that game on this list. I, I don't know who to touch there. Indiana's pretty much locked into that five spot, right? Charlotte's, you know, they are, and I don't know if they want to roll Miles to try and start getting some confidence back for him. I mean, yeah. he's he's had a rough four or five game stretch heading into oh, the playoffs. Has he ever? Uh, but back to Harden. Uh, Los Angeles, terrible defending shooting guard, uh, allowing the fifth most fan ball points per game to the position. Last two times uh, Harden's played him, he's taken advantage, scoring forty and fifty one points against the Lake Show. That was good for sixty nine and seventy two fan ball points. Again, keep your eye out there to make sure that uh, that he's playing and locked in. But as long as he is, I think he's the crown jewel, uh, crown jewel of uh, the Tuesday of the slate. Top top guys, yeah. yeah. Um, and with that, I will I will kick it over to J.K. for Wednesday. All right, folks. Last regular season game of the year. If your team if your team is playing and they're not in the playoffs, you're going to want to watch and get in on the action here. Uh, again, like Aaron talked about, it's going to be tough to tell who's playing, but I'm going to touch on, I'm going to be hitting up this Denver Nuggets, Minnesota Timberwolves matchup. That is going to probably be the best game of the night. So, uh, by far, uh, as long as Denver keeps winning and Minnesota keeps winning, that game will determine the last playoff spot in the Western conference. Uh, these two teams played just a few nights ago and I'm going to, my stud's going to be Jokic. He has been absolutely on fire and you got to roll with him. Man on a mission. He's done everything humanly possible to keep the Nuggets in this playoff race since March 7th in that loss against the Cavs. He's got, he's averaged 23 points, 11 rebounds, almost six and a half assists, one, one and a half steals and one block per game. That's a crazy, he's eclipsed 60 fan ball points in four of his last six contests. And, uh, they put these two teams played on April 5th. Jokic had a double-double with 53 fan ball points. That's a little bit undervalued for him, but he was an assist shy of a triple-double. So one more dish. I expect this to be a high, fast-paced, high offensive game. Uh, and you know a little fun fact about Jokic I saw, you know, just streaming through Twitter and all that stuff? Jokic has eight dunks on the entire season this year. He's got nine triple-doubles. Wow. That's a hell of a And he's, seven, he's about a seven feet. Eight dunks and nine triple-doubles. That's unbelievable. Isn't that insane? That's absolutely yeah. crazy. Absolutely insane. You would never thought that. Yeah. He's about the fillets. Yeah, it's all about the fillets. <laughs> hey, Channing Fry. <laughs> started a revolution. You started a revolution. Big man, the fillets. Dunks are overrated. It's all about the fillets. Fillets are hot in 2018. <laughs> yes, they are. Thanks to Channing Fry. Uh, my dud, I'm going to stay in that game. Uh, this was a tough one. It's tough to tell, you know, guys sitting and, and resting here. Yep. Uh, I'm going to stay in that game and say Jimmy Butler, $8,800. He returned against the Lakers. He only played 23 minutes. 
even if this game comes down to a final playoff spot, I can't see him logging more than 30. I mean, they're keeping him under Thibodeau. 30. <laughs> it is Thibodeau. I know that. That's what I was thinking. But do you really want to risk the future? It's, it's hard. And even if you win, you know, you got to have him for the playoffs in a seven-game series. I know NBA it's going to be a tough don't... act. It's going to be a tough balancing act here because you don't want to kill him for the playoffs and you don't want to, you know what I mean? You don't. But then you want to be careful, but you also want to win the game. So I, he's the best player. I know NBA coaches don't think like this, but if you're Minnesota, you're not getting out of the first round. Uh, who, no, they'd have to play Houston straight yeah, up, know, not I, getting out of the first round. No. I don't, I don't, I don't care where they. Well, they fell. can no, they can still jump up potentially into the six, seven seed, can they? Yeah, because they're well. There's how many games left? There's two games left, right? Uh, and they're a game yes. back from Oklahoma they City play and the Spurs. Memphis tonight. They would need some things to happen, but they're a game back. I'm looking at the standings right now. They're a game back between Spurs and, and Thunder in the 6-7. They can't get up to five, though, correct? No, they could potentially. Pel- okay, listen to this. Pelicans, Spurs, and Thunder are all 46-34. and 34. The Timberwolves are 45-35. and 35. Okay, so they would need some serious. They would help. need some. They would need some help. There's. They would need some help. But there's potential there to get to potential. move to move seating wise. Then how about I'll put it this way: unless the Timberwolves get up to five, and even then, I'd say it's a huge if they're not winning a playoff series. Okay, they will not beat Portland. They will not beat Golden State. They will not beat Houston again. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count them out against Portland. I wouldn't count them out against Portland. I would agree with you in the first two seasons. I think anything could happen in that Portland. Series. I think the lack of experience combined with Minnesota's defense being terrible would okay. doom them. That that just my take. And okay. again, NBA coaches don't think like that. I think it'll be a tougher series. It will go longer, I think, than it would versus Houston and Golden State. Oh, absolutely. I think Golden State, yeah. Houston, Golden State. They can State win a couple games five, against Minnesota. Probably or at the max five Portland. games. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I agree. Uh, so I'm going to stay away from Butler there on Tuesday. A couple other guys. Uh, Chicago, Detroit game. Luke, my boy, Luke Kennard, three thousand four hundred dollars, <laughs> and Anthony Tolliver, four thousand nine hundred dollars. Uh, this is going to be a brutal game. Drummond's out tonight with an Achilles injury. That just came through. So Tolliver could see some heavy usage at the power forward position. I was looking. Who's their backup center? They don't have one. Uh, so they'd probably go with Moreland. Uh, Moreland. I used tonight's game, but I have a feeling Henry Ellison. I, okay. They're going to give yeah, him Yeah, use tonight's game, but Ellison could fill in if Drummond sits out again. And then Tolliver for sure uh, yeah. against the Bulls. Uh, flipping the flipping the court there, going to, to Chicago side. Uh, Sean, Kilpatch, Sean Kilpatrick, $3,900 was money for being in that 3v3 contest. Uh, he's seen 20-plus pl- minutes and takes on Kennard, who's not known as a good defender. Uh, Lakers-Clippers battle the Staples Center. That is sure to be a uh, pretty, pretty disappointing, pretty uneventful game. I'm sure that's going to be a pretty empty The stars arena. will not be out no, for this battle. the stars will not be out for this battle. But I love Josh Hart in this game, $5,900. Uh, Lou Will and Austin Rivers are out tonight. Austin Rivers is questionable. I doubt Lou Will plays in that game as well. Hart would be seeing backups there, and Hart's been uh, got a double double in his last game. Love Hart here. Uh, Memphis, <laughs> Memphis. Who are sorry? Who is Memphis playing? It, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, no, that's not fair. But uh, Memphis, Memphis is, is playing, playing Oklahoma City. Okay, so Memphis is playing Oklahoma City. Uh, I put a Memphis trio down of I love Russ here. This could be a oh, must God, yeah. must win game. So we gotta love Russ. Uh, Memphis of. Ivan Rab, $3,500. Marshawn Brooks, $4,200. Dylan Brooks, $5,200. Any three of those guys would do would, would be helpful. Hey, don't count on my boy, Deontay Davis. Do not do not count on Deontay Davis either. He's not bad there. Steven Adams is tough, though. Steven Adams plays, he's tough. That's very true. Uh, so I put John Wall here. Aaron has him as a stud. This will depend on the Tuesday game that Aaron touched on. I think if Washington loses that game, I still think they play their starters in this game. They need to get some positive momentum, something. They do. They've had absolutely nothing. If they lose to Boston, 
against an undermanned Boston team, I think Wall and the rest of the Stars will play in that Orlando game. Even though Wall has not played back-to-backs since he's returned from knee surgery. I he'll understand get, that. He'll get Thursday, Friday off for sure. Could have Saturday off depending yeah. on how the playoffs yep. schedule so I think out. I think Wall could play here in this game. They look to get something going. They're facing another tanking Magic team that's going to be without Jonathan Simmons, Terrence Ross, and I think uh, Isaac for Magic or I'll probably be out. So if, again, just watch it, monitor, but if Wall plays, I like him there. Hazonia, again, for the Magic, I love him, $5,300. Just talked about the Isaac Ross and Simmons all out. Could be big. He's performed over value in two of his last four games. I'm going to go DeJounte Murray for the Spurs and, and, and another big – this is probably the second biggest game, Spurs yeah, at Pelicans. This will be a huge too. Both of them are – actually, no, they haven't officially clinched playoff spots yet, but no. they're both pretty much locks to make it. But uh, that will be a big uh, battle for seeding. Murray's at six thousand dollars right now. Last meeting against the per uh, against the blah, 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 blah. last meeting against the Pelicans, Murray had a double double with forty three fan ball points. That's about seven times his value there. Again, he's crushing the rebounds as a as a as a point guard. I saw in this yes. matchup, it was like eighteen points, twelve rebounds, zero assists, and four steals. Just what you drop <laughs> from your point guard. <laughs> Just out rebounding your power forward Mirotic in that game, no, or rebounding uh, Aldridge, no big deal. But having less assists. <laughs> but having less assists. Uh, Pelicans again rank last in fan ball, slowing down opposing opposing point cards. So I love Murray in this game tonight. Again, just kind of watch the sits there. But that's all I got for Wednesday in the last regular season game. There's a bunch of games going on. Houston at Sacramento. Eric Gordon and Gerald Green. If if Houston sits, starters love those guys. Uh, Luke, uh, uh, how do you say his name? Ambu- Luke Mbamute. Mbamute. I like him if he, uh, if you know Tucker and Ariza sit. Uh, there could be a couple other guys there. Their bench that yeah. haven't played all year. That reminds me, going Nene back, could be a guy there too. Yep. Sorry, that does remind me. Going back to Tuesday, I highly doubt this happens, but I did see it come through before we went on that Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma uh, yeah, are questionable. questionable. Yeah, I, saw that. I can't believe they would be stupid enough to play them on Tuesday against the Rockets. But if for some reason they did decide to roll out Lonzo Ball, Hard. they might be inclined to give it a try. The Rockets have been pretty good against point guards, but I would don't you know. Really? I'd, I'd think about it. What, against? Against Houston on okay. Tuesday. I, w- I would seriously think about it. It's a field where there's not. Well, then there, why don't t- flip it around back to Wednesday. I'll let play in the Clippers at home. Oh, God, yeah. And especially if, if he sat Tuesday Rivers. and then played. I like him way more on Wednesday. Uh, same here. No t- way more on Clippers Wednesday. will probably be without Rivers, Teodosic, and uh, Lou Will. I'm like Tyrone I, Wallace, CJ, oh, yeah, Tyrone Williams, CJ Wallace. Yeah, their backcourt is brutal. Yeah, they're beat up right now. Um, but that takes us through. Good luck. JK uh, has got the Wednesday daily. I've got tomorrow, so you can hit those up uh, just to get some slightly more yeah, up-to-date information if need be. But uh, I should have you pretty well covered. Our final 3v3, JK took it Woo! by a landslide. Jokic carried me, baby. Yeah, your lineup was good all around. Uh, 400-point 3v3 lineup is hard to hit. You got wow. four, 403, beat me by 50. I didn't feel bad about my – like, Gortat was a little bit of a letdown, but you just had a great lineup this week. Final record, 10-8. and eight. JK finishes on a, uh, a two-game win streak there. Ooh, all right. We're moving on to drive to the finals, though, now. Uh, game we used to do for the NBA, very simple. We talked about it last week uh, – on Friday, actually. You pick one player of any position for every day that there's an NBA game occurring. Once you select that player, can't be picked again for the remainder of the playoffs. So, obviously, part of the strategy is you want to Trying pick... To find teams that are going to be that exiting you think will early. Be eliminated, yes, getting eliminated early. Players from those teams, uh, you know, in the first round that you think will be eliminated, second round, so on and so forth. Um, you get the fantasy points, the fan ball points the player accrues on that night. 
whoever has the most at the conclusion of the NBA Finals is your winner. Um, shoot me a DM at Aaron J. Whitlock uh, if you'd be interested in playing along with us. We'll try and set up a low-fi version. Uh, I'm fuzzy on this, but I have a feeling we can't attach any cash prizes, but I think we could probably do some Whitlock and the Vaughn t-shirts. Some swag. Some I like swag. It. Get I our like faces it. on a t-shirt or so something. So are, are we tweeting out our picks? How is this working? Are me and you tweeting out our picks like each day? Mm, I like the tweeting out. That makes it that makes it that way you've got like it's a, on record. A, a, yes. Yeah. Defined before lock. Or we could just do like a Google Docs sheet or something. I don't know. How do you want to do The Google Docs is, well, the only thing that's hard is just, uh, you can check timestamps on a Google Doc, though. That's right. You can see last edited. So you could make sure that it was. uh, So let's do, we'll set up a Google Doc for sure between us. And actually, we're going to get Salty Al in here as well. Salty Al is going to be competing. Yes. Uh, And it'll be, it'll be, uh, you know, beat your hosts. Uh, See if you can do it. So again, shoot me a DM at Aaron J. Willock if you want to play along. Only chance you have to get a sweet Whitlock and the Vaughn t shirt. Is if uh, is if you enter, yes. uh, and with that, let's go to our uh, it's award season. Yes, regular season's about to be over, so I'm actually really excited about this. We we have not seen each other's answers for these uh, these questions. Yeah. Now these are all fantasy based, so keep that in mind as you hear our answers. We're yep. this is a fantasy show, so these are you know fantasy MVPs, so on and so forth. So uh, let's kick it off with. Uh, do we want to start with the big the big fantasy MVP or do we want to work from kind of the smaller ones? How do we want to do this? Uh, let's start big. Yeah, right. All right, let's All do right. it. Let's get the MVP out of the way. Uh, you want to go first or second on this one? You go first. All right, my fantasy MVP, and I thought I thought long and hard about this one, and I'm gonna go with last year's regular season MVP. Russell Westbrook is okay. my fantasy MVP of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, came into the year, uh, I know personally, I had a lot of doubts about what his value would be like uh, with Mello and Paul George mm-hmm. coming in, if he would be able to live up to that hype. He's still damn near averaging a triple-double. He's like .2 rebounds shy right now of averaging a triple-double for the season. He's had 24 on the year. That's six more than LeBron. Uh, he's had 19 games with 70 or more fan ball points. Played in all but two games this season. Has the Thunder in the playoffs. Despite having Mello and Paul George there, he's still proven to be the alpha dog. Still can go out and get his, and a guy who, who you expected to have that the kind of cost that he does night in and out, night out coming in, uh, makes Russ my my fantasy MVP. Okay, well then I'm gonna I gotta go with my boy LeBron James, baby. I, I knew it was knew going. <laughs> LeBron James, he he led fanball in all fantasy points, four thousand seven hundred thirty-seven as of tonight. Averaged just shy of sixty points fanball points per game in his fifteenth season. He didn't miss any games this year so far. This will be the first time in his career that he's never missed a game in his fifteenth year. Remember that he's had eighteen triple doubles and fifty-one double doubles. It means there's only eleven games where he didn't have it, either a double double or a triple double. That's unreal. Led his team in all scoring categories across the board, points, rebounds, assists. I mean, this is an unreal season. Uh, unreal he's season. He's been spectacular. I can't I Not can't throw any game shade. was really was is as a Cavs fan for me, that was shocking. That's Absolutely impressive. shocking. Really impressive. Yeah. And you could tell it uh it was And he's done a lot with a little around him. Uh, in, a, in a huge early on, rotating, on, yeah, yeah, absolutely. With I mean, starting with, starting without lineups. Isaiah, yep. Uh, Kyrie departed. Uh, you know, it's there's been a lot of no uh, love for like a month. Been a very tumultuous Trades, season. Yeah, it was so good for him. Uh, I I can't I can't hate on that pick at all. Uh, give me your rookie of the year. All right, so fantasy I went, rookie of the fantasy year. rookie of the year. I went. I really struggled with this because I I liked to, I liked a lot of rookies this year. I thought yeah. it was a really impressive rookie Great class. class. Really impressive rookie class, and I think rookie class. And I think next year is going to be really impressive as well. I agree. But I got to go with Ben Simmons. I was looking at it. The stats, 
his price at times didn't his his fantasy points didn't align at times with his price. But if you look at the total the total resume of work that he did, second highest point guard and fan ball scoring points. He's beating out the likes of CP three, CP three, Kyrie and Dame. I know a couple of those guys missed games, but still. He led all rookies in player efficiency rating. He helped 50, Philly to 50 wins. First time they've done that since AI was in town. I think from a playing, I would say Mitchell should get it from a playing perspective, but fantasy points, second highest second highest point card, highest rookie. He's got more fantasy points total than, than uh, Mitchell. I went with Simmons. 12 triple-doubles. He had a great season. Yes. I Much like this is going to happen in real life, it's people, you're either, you're either Donovan Mitchell or you're Ben Simmons. Did you go Mitchell? Honor, honorable mentions to Kyle Kuzma, Jason yes. Tatum. Yep. Uh, Josh Jackson came in strong at the end of the year from a fantasy perspective with some big guys out. But I did go Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, and it's really – and <laughs> if you want to take up why my word goes, it's it's, it's all your fault, Brian. It's all your <laughs> fault, Brian. Now, the, the pricing of Simmons killed him for me. Uh, he, yeah. he was fantastic. Great year, but he started higher than what Mitchell did from a price standpoint, and he stayed there. He reached a higher peak. I don't think Mitchell ever sniffed 11,000. I don't even think Mitchell ever got up above the high nines. I don't think he yeah, cracked he stayed 10. about low nines, yeah, 9, 3, um, 4. And he's, he's, he's faded a little since the All-Star break at times there. He's, he's come back a little bit, um, but – because of his value rating at the price that he's been yeah, at through the season, that makes sense. that's what gives yep. him the nod for me over Simmons. Uh, moving on to the most improved player from a, a fantasy perspective. Uh, I think this might be the first one where we, we go the same direction. Yeah. I went Victor Oladipo. Got, I got to. I, I actually, wow, great mind signal. I put the same thing. I was like, most improved. We probably both, this is an easy choice. I mean, it, it was a no-brainer. I, I, you know, Career I, highs across the board. Points, rebounds, assists, exactly. leading the league in steals. Field goal percentage is up, three points up. Yeah, and I, you know, you try to look at some of, you know, Jamal Murray, Chris Dunn, yeah, Jaylen guys Brown, are taking steps forward that are young. Yeah, Jaylen Spencer Brown's Dinwiddie. Up there. Uh, I saw Drummond on a couple. I was gonna say some established guys, Giannis and Andre. Yeah. Um, Giannis won Most Improved Player of the Year, and he's actually his stats this year are better than last year. So you, yeah. he could win that award again. But I, for sure, it's gonna go to Oladipo. I think for such the huge jump up that he took, you've yeah. seen you know incremental increases from some of these other guys, but. And the one thing I looked at too was the on-off or the the on-off where he's off the court for the Pacers. The numbers are are not pretty. They are no. ugly with a capital U. And for a team that neither of us thought would make the playoffs before the season, he's they had got a laughed huge at for George Strait. Yeah, that was one I thought we would agree on too. Yeah, I mean that was just an easy one. Um, how about this is one I'm really really interested in because okay. it's, it's tough to do the value player of the year. Who do you got? Oh, okay, JK? so I did I did a. Vet and a rookie. My rookie was Kuzma, $6,700. I loved Kuzma as a rookie. I like that pick. He had a bunch of, especially recently, He I should have looked up how many doubles-doubles he had, but I think I'll do it right now. Uh, he had he was just great. He was all around great. He came off the bench. He started. He played 30-plus minutes when Ingram was kind of banged up or out. You know, even when uh, they had Nance, Randall, and Kuzma all there at one point early on in the season, he was still performing. I thought he was really great, and you saw it during the summer league when he, when he played, but... Kuzma was my rookie. My veteran I went with, it was a tie for me. I'm just going to stay Lakers. I thought Julius Randle had a really good, nice season. Okay. But my first one's going to be Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I thought he I was like a really that. good value play. He never really peaked above the low eights. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think yeah, he stayed he below really nine nice ever, all year, right? Yeah, I don't know if he ever got a – yeah, I don't think he ever cracked no, the I like Chris Middleton. level. Uh, he was – the second, obviously, the second best player on the on Milwaukee, and he stepped up in a big role. Even when Bledsoe came over early on, he was really doing something. 
even when Bledsoe came over in that early season trade, he still kept performing at a high level. Yep. Uh, I just liked Middleton's production. Uh, I think he's top 10. He's a top 10 point uh, – excuse me. He's the sixth best shooting guard in fan ball, and he's he's above Lou Will, C.J. McCollum, Donovan, Barton. He's above Wiggins. That's not Clay Thompson. So those are some big names that probably – Devin Booker, I know Booker's missed a ton of time with injuries, but still, he's above a lot of guys that are big names that you probably wouldn't have thought of in the beginning of the season uh, But from a fantasy standpoint. But, yeah, I liked uh, Chris Middleton this year for the Milwaukee Bucks. He's my number one. And, and segue, if you're listening live right now, you got 30 minutes to get a lineup in. Giannis is out tonight. Get Chris oh, Middleton. Oh, wow, yes. Get him, get, get him in. Get him in your lineup Get tonight. Middleton in. You need him. Yes. Huge with huge yes. games without Giannis this season. Uh, I'm with Jan Kuzma for the rookies. Uh, spot on. I won't waste any time there. Uh, on the veteran side, I went with Jonas Valanciunas. Okay, nice. 20, he did have a really good year. 26 double-doubles. That's the second high of his career. He had 29 last year, but that puts him in a tie for the 22nd most with guys like LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, I don't know that he ever really creeped up too much higher than 6,500. No. I don't know that he ever cracked seven. Um which I liked about him, he stayed pretty low. And I thought what what I really like about Valanciunas is I thought it was fairly easy to predict the right spots with him. You see him going up against yep. another big man who's going to log a ton of minutes. You could almost guarantee he's going to see a lot of run. He's going to see a lot of minutes. He's going to get a lot of rebounds. Uh, played seventy five games this year. He gets my value player of the year. Uh, Kuzma uh, seventeen double doubles, second amongst rookies. Obviously trailing Simmons. Really solid. That's a really good year. Uh, the least valuable player. Okay. Least valuable fantasy player. This one, doing? I thought this was going to be harder, and then it just sort of hit me, uh, just squared between the eyes. Carmelo Anthony. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just brutal year. First time in his career he's going to finish averaging fewer than 20 points per game. Career low, 1.3 assists per game. His rebound numbers have pretty much been stagnant. His price started off sky high this yeah. year, and it took so long to come down, which I get. Like, it's the name brand, and you just kept yeah. thinking, like, all right, eventually yep. this has got to click. But, I mean, he was just pretty much worthless from a fantasy perspective all year long. You thought that this was maybe going to reinvigorate him. You know, he's on a winning team, on a good team. Finally, it's been a while since he's been on a winning team. Yeah, yeah, finally gets off this Knicks team that he's been languishing on, wanted to get out of there, uh, high expectations, and and especially from a pricing standpoint, by holy, yeah. holy shit, what a disappointment. Uh, Adding insult to injury, did you see the USA Basketball? Just a quick note: you released their pool of players they're going to choose from for the next for the FIBAs and the Olympics, and yep. Carmelo was left off that list. I did see that. He commented. I heard he commented on Instagram. He's like first in points. He's got most medals and stuff. And he's been he good in Olympic off. ball, but I, I get it from their perspective as well. They want to get younger. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, least valuable player for me, and I I teased it earlier in the uh, podcast. I went Miles Turner, man. I'm a big man. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone Boy, knows here I love the head. big man, uh, Miles Turner. I had high expectations for him. He took a real big step last year for the Indiana Pacers. They were expecting big things from him and Oladipo, and he did not do that. He averaged 14 points last season. He's only averaging just above 12 points this year. He's on pace to play 66 games, the second fewest so far in his young career. He's got a low offensive rating than, than <clears throat> he's got a uh, two point two point rating less offensive rating than last year, and his defensive rating has actually gone up three points. He's averaging a little more than five fouls a game, which is insane. He's had a couple games where he's got like three or four yeah. fouls in the first half. He's sitting. Yeah, he and just never got on track. All around poor season. He's had a bunch of injuries, concussions. Uh, he scored double figures just just to give you. Aaron talked about the recent woes that he's hit. He said double figures in once out of his last nine games. In those nine games, he's had just two games of more than four rebounds. Oof. He's been a total disappointment. He Oof. actually was on that USA Olympic roster, which I was surprised about. Yeah, and, but I mean, it doesn't mean he's going to make the team. They just they can select him. But 
Yeah, I was really disappointed in Miles Turner this year. I was expecting big things. I think I talked about it in our early season podcast, but yeah, we did. I mean, you thought he was going to be the cornerstone. He was like yeah. the one huge building block they yeah, had. They had, yep. They have thought all the deep on him can make a really good kind of small man, big man combo. But I wouldn't yeah. say you're giving up on him, but no, but disappointing. I think. Disappointing, and you have to you wonder now a little bit. You're he's not so solid as like a cornerstone of your franchise yeah. anymore. If you're in, I think Sabonis at times has been better than him throughout I, the year. I would agree. Offensively and defensively. I would agree. Uh, moving on. How about the dunk of the year, JK? What do you got? I had to go too. I had to go. I have to give love to LeBron. LeBron's dunk over Nurkic in Portland was absolutely ridiculous. Oh, that was a savage one. Oh, I left that one off my list. That was Le- a good one. Okay. LeBron over Nurkic. My second one. Yeah. I love him. I gave him so much love in this episode. My boy, the Finnish Mamba. <laughs> I love you, Lauren Markin, you're my boy. But uh, when Jared Allen dunked on you oh. uh, when you were trying to take a charge, that oh. was savage beyond savage. That Savagery was... beyond belief. I watched that like 10 times yeah. today doing research. Those are my top two dunks that stood out. So LBJ over Nurkic. And then that that Nets game, I think it was... It was in December, I think. That was late in the year, yeah. That yeah. was maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe it was two months ago or so. Jared Allen had like three powerful steps. I mean, he got a running oh, start God. to that one, too. He just obliterated Mark. It was powerful. That's the yeah. right word for it. I'm a little disappointed in myself for getting the Nurkic dunk. I had four. Four okay. that I kind of tried to narrow it down to. Embiid on Russ. Yep, okay, yeah. That one was probably the weakest of all because Russ was trying to take a charge, so the amount that he flew back was definitely a little exaggerated, a little bit of a kind of a flop, but that was a good one. Uh, Larry Nance on KD. Yes. Where he just like looked oh, like yeah. he just hung in the air and then oh, just yeah. dunked right That was right when Nance face. was with uh, Lakers. Lakers still, right? yep. yes, correct. Loved that dunk. Uh, Jared Allen on on the finish Mamba. That was that just was an, unreal. A great. And then I had Giannis on Hardaway jumping straight over Hardaway. It was so low key, like he was just so <laughs> low energy yeah, about right. it. But <laughs> I was thinking posters, but that was I guess it was a poster. But Hickey jumped over him. He just straight went. Like, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that one. How yeah. low key it was to me it was just like impressive that it, there was no fanfare. No, he didn't. He didn't hype himself up afterwards. But you just kept watching. You're like, damn, he just jumped straight over his head. Hell yeah, yeah. he did. Uh, for sheer energy, just like to watch it back and that one that makes you go, just oh. I, I think it's Jared Allen and Laurie Markin. Oh Markinen. man, that was a ridiculous dunk. All right, finally, perhaps my favorite of the awards this year. <laughs> Much in line, if you stayed with us at the beginning for the Swish and Brick segments, you know we love the pettiness of the NBA. So, JK, give me your petty moment of the year. I mean, this is tough. My, I have one and one A. My first one was, and I talked about in an early season podcast, uh, <laughs> and I did it because of their impressive season and the way this other team did not have a great season. My uh, petty moment of the year was uh, Coach Mike D'Antoni's wife, the Houston Rockets, <laughs> when asked about how she was feeling being back in Los Angeles, her response was, quote, is it is it classless to say happy days are here again? Quote end quote. Of course, that was a dick dig at Magic Johnson, who said happy days are here again when Mike D'Antoni quit the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. All those years back, now D'Antoni is coaching Houston Rockets, earned the number one seed in the Western Conference. The Lakers are missing the playoffs and are in a rebuild. Uh, Got to think that felt good for D'Antoni's D'Antoni's side to have this year that he had. But the fact that the the wives are getting into it was just it's so was, nice. was it's, just. It's a perfect moment because it does it encapsulates just the drama and the pettiness of the NBA that it's not just the guys on the court. It's yes, not even just exactly. the coaches. It it's, extends the it wags. Extends, extends the wags. That's right. Yes. Everybody's in on it. Uh that was that I talked about in the episode when we started first doing uh Swiss and Bricks and, and that to me was just stuck out that the wags were getting into it. My one A would be you must have this down. There's Embiid and Cat. Okay. Embiid yep. and Cat on the social on Instagram and Embiid sure. posted uh had the, what was the hashtag? it was hashtag uh, it was like he was talking about raising the cat. Uh, he's talking about what was he? 
we uh, we Euro stepped our way through Minnesota or something along those lines. Oh, I, I can't right remember. Here, you got on. it. I can't remember ex- the exact uh, the exact quote. Euro stepping away through Minnesota, and we ended up raising the cat last night. Hashtag the process. And the Instagram photo is him finishing a Euro step layup with the towns kind of looking up like, Ooh, you know what I mean. <laughs> so that was my one A. I love that one. All right, so I thought this was the the petty moment of the year. So I kind of I cheated a little bit here. I okay. felt like this this felt like Embiid definitely was the year of Embiid pettiness. Yeah, he was on social media a hundred percent. Absolutely, king. He, king. Was, he was the uh, he was the king. He's kind of uh, he's really stepped into his own this year. But I'm giving out kind of a career achievement award here is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to give this to uh, to J.R. Smith throwing soup <laughs> at assistant coach Damon Jones. Uh, and this is not, not just for that. Cause you know, it, it was a great NBA moment, but like, it's just a lifetime achievement for Ward for, for saying you trying to get the pipe for dapping up Jason Terry mid play for untying people's shoes at the free throw line, lifetime achievement of pettiness, J.R. Smith, just throwing some broccoli cheddar at your coach. Like I, I mean the, the questions soup gate that spawned after what kind of soup was it? Was it a you know? Was it one of the instant microwave bowls of soup? Was uh, was it something fresh from a deli? I I love 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 that storyline. Love the just ridiculousness of Jr. He's such a great NBA character. Oh god! Uh, Again, it nicely encapsulates the ridiculousness, the storylines of the NBA, the the fun stuff that gets us through uh, some of the dog days of February. Yeah, Uh, that was definitely up there. Yeah, that's probably all time. Yeah. So those are. uh, that's it. Award season. Those are the Vonnies. Uh, until next season, uh, we'll uh, those those are our award winners. You can uh, you can tweet out at us if you want to let us know whose list you like better, or uh, if you have any yeah, thoughts who, about that. Who we're missing? If we're yeah, missing yeah. Anyone, if we, yeah, uh, go if ahead. I think we we blew it on any of those. If not, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to listen. Uh, good luck in the final regular season contests, and we will see you next week for some playoff basketball. Yes, playoffs, baby. See you guys next week.